0: Welcome to the Hurts Like a Mother podcast, where we celebrate the joys and pains of motherhood to share the message that we aren't alone in this journey. I am Megan Hansen, mom to six-year-old triplets, registered nurse, and certified integrative health coach. Welcome, you guys, to episode three. If you're listening to this right after I released this episode, you are a few days post-Thanksgiving. So how was it? I hope your guys was better than mine. Mine wasn't horrible, but... The flu hit our house decently hard considering three sick, six-year-olds and two sick adults. It's kind of a little depressing (laughs) for Thanksgiving standards, but you know what? We made it work. We still smoked our turkey. I made um, pumpkin pie from scratch, which means that I was good enough to cook. Otherwise I would not have been doing so. So I was super grateful Day of Thanksgiving, that I was feeling a lot better. And that was the day that my third kid spiked his first fever. So send prayers to us that his flu is not super long lasting and he can still go to school on Monday. (laughs) That's what it comes down to, right? Can they go to school? They need to go to school. Oh boy. But, anyways, let's get into the episode. So I will say, I'm not sure if I was depressed or not after I had my kids. So my kids are six looking back, it's all a blur and a blackout of just memories, all stuffed together. And some people say like, how did you do it? Three newborns. And honestly, I don't know. I had no other children or motherhood experiences to compare it to. I just did it right. Like sometimes if you have nothing to compare it to, you just do it. So a lot of that was a lot of mixed memories jumbled up in my head. But looking back, I don't know if it was postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression. It wasn't right away. It was not baby blues, which is that initial feeling of sadness and tearfulness related to your fluctuating hormones and your sleep is super wonky. And you're constantly worried about this other human being that was just created. And they're so tiny and helpless. It wasn't the baby blues. I could tell you that for sure. But I went through a period of time that I wasn't so sure of myself and my role as mom. And, you know, I I go into a lot more detail about this in the book I'm writing, but I, I believe I was going through grief. And I think I was going through grief because I went through this whole journey to get pregnant in the first place. It took many months of constant attention and worry and testing and blood work and ultrasounds. And I love my husband, but a lot of sex with my husband. (laughs) I mean, and that's not to say we don't have good sex, but when you are timing your intercourse according to your peak hormonal action, all that stuff, it's not always super romantic. And if you've been through that, you know what I'm talking about. But, anywho, so going through all of that and having the blessings of these three babies all at once, it was a lot all at once and a lot to figure out, which is fine. I think I can figure out almost anything if given a chance. But the reason I say I was grieving is I went through a lot of bitterness related to motherhood and pregnancy in general. And I think it's because I was grieving the loss of never having one baby And here's what I mean by that. When my children were born, it was through C-section because of severe preeclampsia. I was a little over 33 weeks. So my babies came out and they were immediately taken to the warmer. I didn't get to hold them. Didn't do skin to skin. I didn't do breastfeeding. They were taken to the warmer. They were hooked up to, they were on bubble CPAP to help their breathing, help them transition. And I maybe saw them very briefly in their little incubators and then they were taken to the NICU. So I knew that their birth story was going to be very unique and different than a traditional one. I, was, I had that mental forethought, but still I didn't have all of those wonderful, wonderful firsts that maybe a more traditional birth would accommodate. They were premature. So it took a few days for me to even be able to hold them. And even when I brought them home five weeks later, you know, it was a lot to get them into a stroller to go for a ride around the block. Or it took a lot for us to be able to take them out into public, even to the doctor's office. It was a lot. And I'm not saying this to poo-poo new moms who have one baby, because it is a lot with one baby for sure. But I knew I would never have those singleton moments because I wasn't having any more babies. I knew I would never have another pregnancy where I could walk around in public in all my glory at eight months pregnant. And have people comment about, oh, when are you giving birth? Like, you must be due any day. All those like silly comments that I'm sure a lot of you are rolling your eyes at because <laughs> you've been there, or having people rub your belly. I was on bed rest starting around in weeks. So I didn't have that opportunity to go out into public and do all those kind of things. I didn't go out and get the pregnancy pizza to induce labor, I didn't try to induce my labor. So, I think I went through a period of time where I was just kind of grieving. And not to say that I was not grateful and blessed with my three children, I was super grateful for them and in awe of them and what my body could do to bring three humans earthside. Like that's a huge feat. But I don't think it's a bad thing to necessarily say, I don't know if that's enough. So in order to kind of get through those feelings, I think in order to cope, I turned inward to spark a kind of self-development journey, if you will. So because I went through that whole process to get pregnant, I had these babies, I yet wasn't fulfilled and I couldn't figure out why. And I think because I thought going through this whole process, I was going through hell or high water to get pregnant. I thought that having children was going to be the answer to fulfill me. So when I wasn't fulfilled, I had to figure out how to fulfill myself. So I think that's how I went down this whole path of my health journey and changing my body and changing my health and really going inward as a way to fulfill me because I wasn't being fulfilled by the things that I thought would do it, if that makes sense. So this episode is for moms who have ever felt like this. And also for the moms who are immensely overconsumed with the role of motherhood This isn't to say that if you are fulfilled with motherhood and you'd get a lot of pride and joy out of being a mom, this isn't to say that that's a bad thing at all. Like I completely applaud you. I'm just saying that that's not me and that's not a good chunk of moms. I think it's wonderful if you wake up thinking of how to make your children better humans. I surely do, but that's not what lights my fire every single day. And it took a while for me to figure out what lights my fire. I had to discover that being a mom is a role that can be fulfilling, but it's not my identity. I figured out that my purpose is more. Yes, I love to mother my children, teach them how to be good humans. And I can only hope that they grow up being good, kind, contributing humans. But my purpose is more. My reach is farther than my children alone. And I think that's why I created my health coaching company. I wanted to launch this podcast because I think my purpose is to reach more people and to bring people together to know that their experiences and their stories. They're not alone in those. So, going back to the point of, you know, this episode is for the moms who are immensely overconsumed with the role of motherhood. It's not to say that that's necessarily a bad thing. But if you think of, for example, these moms that want to just keep having baby after baby after baby. And you know what? Your birth freedom is your right, but there does come a point in which you're trying to find yourself in other humans. And at that point, I have to ask you, what are you hiding from? What scares you about taking your gaze off your children long enough to have attention placed on yourself? Because that can be a, a scary question. Right? If we're putting all of our energy into into this one thing for so long with the sole purpose of not focusing on ourselves, why is that? What are we scared of? And you know, that can go into a lot of trauma or things that we don't want to work on quite yet because we're not ready to. But if that if that is you, what are you scared of? And I invite you to take a few moments and just to reflect on that. Because it can't be scary to think about yourself, especially when you're so wrapped up with the hustle muscle of taking the kids to school, taking them to the school activities, their after school activities, getting dinner on the table making time for your husband for your other family members especially if you have parents that are aging and you're having to deal with with them there's a lot of responsibilities that the modern mother is responsible for and it's very easy to take the attention off yourself and then pretty soon years go by and where are you do you remember you as a person and what you want and what your purpose on this earth is for So that's why I named this episode, Why Motherhood Isn't Enough, because sometimes it's not. And that's okay if it's not enough for you. It's also okay if motherhood is enough for you. If you wake up and you want to care for your children, but also at the end of the day, what happens when they grow up and they go to school? Then where are you? So don't let too much time go by before you turn inward and work on yourself. That's just my ask on this post Thanksgiving episode. (laughs) I'm so grateful for you to tune in to me today and take a few minutes to listen to me jabber. I would love to connect with you guys some more. So feel free to DM me on Instagram at best underscore life underscore health 365. And until next time, hasta.